Hi, and welcome to another edition to the Journey to Awakening podcast. I'm Ron Ario, your host, author of Journey to Awakening and the Quantum Performance Coach. And I'm excited to have Jason Reynolds on today. Uh, Jason, let me share a little bit about you, and then we'll kind of jump into the interview and share everything you have. So Jason Reynolds invites people to move beyond the philosophical chatter into deliberate action. Jason facilitates powerful organizational organizational architecture and development of personal governments required for long-term success. He's passionate about the everyday hero and in particular, the next generation. Yet his career spans across progressive multinationals, successful entrepreneurs and elite performers upon various stages. His work is focused one second I got to be able to scroll down here. His work is focused upon the individual becoming their authority, establishing their state of personal governance required to explore their sovereignty. He speaks deliberately and profoundly into embracing the chaos we create, providing a proven navigation to embrace the unknown within all of us. He's not focused on changing the world, but having individuals change theirs. Inspiring others to do the same by example, by the example they provide. This teaching is confronting and unconventional, but inconveniently simple. He asks you to see the obvious and take action into life by activating an undeniable yet powerful frequency signature. His work with the quantum movement may just reestablish what we know about self-healing, as clients consistently move beyond terminal diagnosis. Going against the common approach, Jason maintains a low profile. He has not sought followers or growing a community. Instead, setting people free to follow an unencumbered pathway within. After 20 plus years, Jason is now in the process of exposing and launching his life worth. And Jason, I'm really happy to support you on that path and have you on here to have your voice heard. And um, that's what the Journey to Awakening podcast is for, is to really support people with relevant information that want to get out there and make a difference in the world. So thanks, bud. <laughs> thanks, thanks so much, Ron. Thanks for having me and, and creating all this. I'm really um, humbled to come on and excited for where it uh, all unfolds. Awesome, awesome. So listen, <clears throat> I've gone through my own awakening, and you don't come into your level of awareness without having some things, some things profoundly happen in your life. So what I want to ask you is, was your awakening a gradual process that led to an, you know, like an explosion of information or um, kind of explain your background a little bit and how you've arrived to this point and how this, this, this information, this awareness of the quantum realm, how that's unfolded within you. Okay, thank you. Um, I think one, one of the, the biggest things that we, we tend to deny and take for granted is, is how we actually got here and what we're coming into this particular space with. For, for many of us, it's so difficult to accept, you know, I would say at times our own significance. And for me, I believe I struggled for the first you know, 25, 30 years of my life trying to understand why I saw things in, in such a way and I suppose why I felt things in, in such a different way. And 
for me, the, the solution to that was a lot of introversion and um, removing myself from social environments. So I, I, um, I was someone that just couldn't stand attention. You know, like if it was from one to one, you know, that was, that was okay. But anytime, even with friends, if there's more than two or three people and suddenly the attention was coming towards me, it, it, it didn't do good things to me. And, and I, you know, in my later years, I, I drank a lot. I explored my own, you know, life and meaning and, you know, considered why I'm even here and at times considered not being here. And um, I, I um, you know, had a good relationship with, Parting and bottles and, and all that, you know, and everything else that goes with that. And, um, but one thing I suppose I continue to ask and was always inquisitive of was just that there's so much that's undiscovered, but I was also always worried about the consistency that people had such certainties about things and of the way that it was and the way that it had to be. And, it's always been like that, or that's what science says, or and science has been around for you know a scratch in comparison to the the, the nature of time. Um, medicine that has been around, it's now an authority. It's been around for you know again another scratch of the time that we've been here, supposedly. So I, I didn't buy into the idea that these things were, were matter of fact. I, I I was very much about. Well, why is that the case? And I, not just why for the sake of being argumentative, I wanted to understand it. And I just didn't agree that with the fact that we were, you know, here for a period of time and that, then we go. I, um, and I, I believed in that there's so much more and my, my focus was to discover how I could explore that, discover how I could um, live in a way that was different to the way that um, I had been shown because I didn't see anything that really, you know, truly inspired me consistently. And one thing that I find so interesting now is, especially in Western culture, just how little is actually passed on deliberately from generation to generation. If, you know, the, the TV, the, the, the teacher, the, all the external things seem to be the, the most deliberate influence on our children. and people continue to keep complaining about all these services that are provided for them rather than looking at, well, what is it that I stand for in my own life? What is it that I have? What is it I believe in beyond anything else that I'm prepared to now share with my child? I mean, and if I can't do what, what am I, what have I actually amounted to if I can't? And it's interesting when I know in Australia, different cultures come at, you know, different stages of the wars and different moments in time how people get victimised because they stick to themselves, particular cultures, that they actually have something of strength, that the families are tight-knit and there's a unit there, there's a, there's a respect that, that goes on. And for sure, there's good and bad in every area, but it's interesting that I've seen that the bereft nature of that, you know, in, in common Western society, that there isn't a transference of, of, of wisdom. I, I think that's by design as well. I think there's a oh. certain, <clears throat> totally by design, but I got to ask you. So you talked about, you know, the abuse, you know, the party and all that kind of stuff. So what, what happened? What happened? What, where did the shift, did you have a moment or was it gradual? The reason I'm asking these questions, Jason, is this, I believe we're in a time of great awakening and people are going to start to pop. What took you and I years to go through, to unravel ourselves, I it, I feel it's being accelerated for people right now that have been in the dark and now they're going to be coming to an awareness 
a lot faster than maybe they want to. And I think individuals like yourself that can explain that process will help people not think they're going completely out of their mind, right? So, so yeah. what, what, where did you shift? Did, where did the friction get to where all of a sudden you, you shifted to this new awareness? Yeah, I, I probably didn't explain it not the stuff, but what I mean, I felt that I've never had a resistance to there being more. And um, uh, look, I could say there were certain teachers along the way and certain experience through all that abuse and partying and what fun, and you know, it was just great times, absolutely. And um, it's not all, it's not bad, it's, it's part of that journey. But along that particular procession, I was learning as much as I could could from you know, in a range of different ways um you know i was exposed to a lot of different teachings and um i listened to a lot of things i i applied my own ways in, in different roles and positions that i had i learned from um there's a guy uh john d martini who i found you know, to be quite an enigma in the way that he explained things uh, more, more than anyone else. But it, it doesn't mean I aspire to what he, what he teaches or what he represents now, but it's been a part of the path where I've always felt it's my responsibility to understand. I, and I, um, I feel predisposed to, to things in my life where I've probably struggled is that I see things and that to me they're obvious and I spend a lot of my time arguing with people how they couldn't see that. So then I, I thought I was the crazy one. I was the, um, and I think it's a big thing with intuition, you know, that so many people mistake things like anxiety, depression, and all the rest of it for the ability to be able to interpret energy as information. And, you know, they go into external spaces and they start hearing their own voices, what they think is around. I said, oh, I'm not comfortable here. I don't like it here. I, I've got to go home. I'm wearing the wrong thing. That person's looking at me where they don't realise that, you know, such a sensitivity, they're picking up on other people's fears and doubts and start to mistake it for their own because they haven't, they haven't been taught, they haven't learned that. Um, so for me, it, I would say it's been there all the time. It just took me a little while to catch up. And, I, and I got it. I got it. And I got to tell you, you're mirroring me. You're mirroring my experience. I remember I was three and a half. I tell this story a lot, but I remember I was three and a half years old. My mom sent me in for my afternoon nap and I'm sitting on the bed and I asked a question. Why is, why do we have a house? Why, why are there cars? Why is there an earth? Why is there anything stopping me from falling in nothing? You know? And, and for me, I remember losing a friend in 1989 when I told him the earth was alive. He didn't want to talk to me anymore. You know, and these things just seem normal. So as you're expressing yourself, you had an awareness of your multidimensional nature just as natural. And that's why it seems so obvious. And it seems obvious to me as well, you know, for, mm -hmm. for many people. So you just had this awareness of your multidimensional nature. And so there wasn't, for me, when I had my awakening, the wheels fell off the car. You know, I mean, I was already aware, but when the wheels fell off, I mean, I was on the other side for a while. You know what I mean? I had to integrate, really relearn how to get back in my body and and yeah. just become aware. Um, and, and and then all of a sudden, when I completely came back in, it wasn't fun because then I had to see everything. And then I had to deal with me at an extreme level. I couldn't be in denial anymore, right? So. Yeah. Um, so 
what inspired you to create the quantum movement? Because it takes an individual with vision, some personal fortitude to say, I'm going to create this because I got a, a, a place I got to ca- I want to carve out in the world, you know? So I'm going to ask you about your vision and your mission and all that. But first I just want to find out what inspired you. Um, it probably could come from the lack of inspiration. It was elsewhere that I needed to actually be honest with myself in what I wanted to do. I, w- I was in a more structured space around business consulting and working with businesses. It was a, you know, it was a, it was a structured, you know, acceptable, I suppose, um, profession. And it, it wasn't fulfilling. I, I, for me, I've always had something that when people were, I found myself as a fighting for the right information, for integrity, for um, always looking to provide a standard within industries um, that people could rely upon. And for me, it got to a particular point where, where I realised it's not about what I can tell or teach or not what I can tell or guide someone to do. It's about teaching them how to be independent. And for me, that was, you know, the very nature of all education should have that as its sole purpose, that the education becomes obsolete because the individual can now become able to make decisions for themselves. That that nature of an individual's independence was what I felt was missing. So rather than me being there to pick people up or save or rescue, was how do I create, how do I present a level of independence and others, how they can choose to live however they want, whenever they want, doing what they want. And yeah. that was um, the inspiration. Well, I got to tell you, that's extraordinarily noble because uh, I've had teachers and I see teachers and part of their process is creating dependence because it creates future income, you know, and, um, and they impede the progress of individuals where I think just like yourself, any teacher should try to make anybody they empower better than themselves. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the, uh, the very nature. I remember as a young, young, you know, a little bit younger, but going uh, to watch some people speak. And it was always that sort of, you know, through this age, late eighties, early nineties, the guru, and they were the best at what they did. And that was the aspiration. They were the, you know, the, the top of the pyramid and you know, people were aspiring to this person, like some new icon. And that never sat well with me. And, um, and it always was, okay, yeah, I've heard the message, but it's been packaged in a different way before. But how? Give me the how so I can go and do this. And the deeper, the further, the more I spent, there was not, nothing was there um, that I could find until, you know, I stumbled across some things, maybe when I was ready. And I know when I first started doing this, it was all about mentoring and doing that. But I got bored basically sharing something with someone that you know was creating a change in their life but then they said I, I did that you know after the first three or four days and did a few more things but you know what are we doing next and to me I felt like this is um this is not the way it works this is um and maybe it's how it's working out there but I, I the big focus of me and my work was that it doesn't work occasionally it doesn't need 
particular environment or circumstance, but it works all the time. Because if it doesn't work all the time, it doesn't work. So that required something to understand how what, what's common to all of us. And then for me, the other part of that was that people need to be able to be better at this than what I am. And people, are, once they understand it, there's I got clients that make me look like a fool in the way that they apply the same particular understanding. And that to me is something that allows me to sit in my own integrity, that it, it's not restrictive of that. But once people come to understand themselves, well, they can choose to express that however they like. But um, that to me is, is what's most important. And there is a massive need, and I don't think it's wrong because it's, it's popular because people demand that. They want people to influence them. They don't want to get things wrong. They don't want to make a mistake. So if they've got someone that they can follow and ask questions and continue to be dependent upon, well, then they never, ever become independent. And that to me was, um, you know, I look at the 7 billion or nearly 8 billion now people. And the fact is, if I can't get enough of those people to learn what I'm doing and benefit from that and provide a service, well, what I'm doing is obviously not that great. I don't want to get caught up, that's why I've stayed offline. I don't want to get caught up in the marketing and the, the convincing and the discounts, which is not a part of my life. It's, you know, people either want it or they don't. I don't want to convince someone. And I prefer to say no to people than yes. And that's, um, you know, and to me, that gives the ability as a teacher to not hold anything back and to enable people to recognize the responsibility that they're taking on. And that's why I see, you know, in my own observation so many things out there that I don't believe work in my measurement simply because people don't want things that work they don't want to change they want to have the perception that they're doing something towards and I'm making an effort and I'm trying and I'm doing my best but there's an accountability there that we, we place upon others and say that thing didn't work the things always work if people don't want to they don't want to accept responsibility for changing you know what I mean? So, um, man, I got to tell you, dude, you're, you're mirroring me 100% right now. I feel everything you just said, I feel exactly the same way. Because I have a program I put people through. But you know what the common denominator is? It's just me. It's the energy. Yeah. It's, 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 it's how the energy fills in the gaps. Is that making, I know that makes sense to you. You got it. So my program is really simple. It takes people through clearing the space, filling the space, and then inspiring them on their own with their own mission and their own purpose with a renewed sense of being, right? But in the teaching, there's nothing magnificent there. It's what I'm bringing in between the spaces that actually has the impact. So my challenge has been, how do I quantify that? You know what I mean? How do I quantify it? Because I don't, I, same as you, I don't want to be that guy that has to create the hooks in the marketing and, and, and doing all that crap. I wish I could just talk to somebody and then have them go, oh, I want to have some of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you take them through the process and then you let them go. You know what I mean? And then you kind of spin the plate every once in a while, you know, go ahead. I mean, how do you go? I find that 
interesting um, that someone wants to understand what I do before they start doing it, which to me, well, what, <laughs> how does that work? You, um, it's, it's an ironic thing that what you, the nature of, and I suppose the basis of what's taught is the, uh, an individual's ability to be able to be independent and make a decision that's solely serving of themselves, which is, you know, we get so complex and caught up in how we have to serve and make sure everyone else is right before we actually look after ourselves. And you can't, if you can explain something to someone that you're going to teach them over a long period of time and they can understand that, there wouldn't be a point to teach it. And that's generally the case with a lot of things. If you can understand it before you actually experience and done it, well, there's something not correct there. So, so my, my challenge to people is for them to feel it within themselves. I don't really, I, I, I even avoid as much as I can doing testimonials because I feel it's, you, this is not about you being convinced by anyone else. This is about you coming to your own point and your own responsibility to find out what it is that works for you because you don't want to complain about what other people have done anymore. You want to start creating things. You know, and that, that's, you know, that's a, a thing that I've looked at with myself is, I know when I, as soon as I start hearing myself complaining about things, it's like, oh, wait a second. I'm only complaining about that the way it is because I haven't created something equally that I'm inspired by. And that's a, um, that's a real, I think that there's such a, a freedom in, in the opposites of what we're led to believe so many times. And for me, you know, as a, as a child, which I love working with children, is children keep asking questions. They, they don't stop. And people think, well, children are sponges. The children are not a sponge. They're just not full of the crap that the adults have taken on because the adults sit in a place where they, like their parents and maybe those before them, they have to know things. And when I become a parent, this is the way I'm going to do it. This is the way it's going to be. Whereas people as parents, are, and it's a very challenging thing to get them to do, is to accept and say in the middle of a conversation, I don't know rather than have an opinion about something that they know little about. And to me, it's, you know, unless you absolutely understand it, and when I say understand it, to a degree you can teach someone else to understand it, well, you don't need to speak of it. You know, you don't, sorry. It's okay. It's you, know, you don't need, you don't need to, you don't need to, uh, you don't need to speak of it. You know, like there's, a, there's such a greater awareness and understanding in our own, lies when we can start to say I don't know because from that particular point we only have space and I think that's what a lot of people fear is the openness the space that the, they're not knowing what to do with what's in front of them and, and saying I don't know you suddenly become freed from everything and that allows you to start to discover things and that's um you know as adults we um we, we, we probably fear that more more than anything else and it's that um ability that you know I, I've learned so much from my 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 son I realize in my perception I've got about 12 to 13 years to provide him with his own independence and that, those years go pretty quickly and after that I'm here to observe him and allow him to step into that under my shelter that I might provide for him but it's in that independence and letting go and allowing him to move through his own life that I have to let go so much in my life that, that I used to believe that I thought was right and to be a good parent and to be at everything and stand in the eyes of others as, as the right type of person. And that's something that I've learned is 
you know, we as people, we, we take on, and it's only in information. And, and I always say that, I've been saying a lot lately that, you know, ignorance used to be the basis of all suffering, but that's been overtaken in my eyes by information is the basis of all suffering because people do not understand and are not taking on and have not been shown how to release and let go. So, you know, there's so much information that as an adult, we, we don't look to learn. We look to confirm what we already know because we don't, we don't know how to let go. And we keep holding on to and holding on to and holding on to because let, to me, let, the most simple process is that. Let me say, um, there's a definite, yeah, let me say that for you into this because in looking over your stuff, you were talking about beliefs. And I got to tell you, I'm going to ask you a question here. Um, you hear so many people all the time, I don't believe that. I don't believe this. And their beliefs are constantly changing. And they say beliefs are just a confirmation that you don't know. It's because it's what you believe temporarily in that moment. But in intuition, there's a knowing. And you can't explain knowing to somebody that is just thinking about beliefs. And I really confirm what you say regarding the information is people stop thinking. They stop self-discovering because there's so much information. It's like they adopt this belief or that belief or whatever supports their sense of well-being in that Mm -hmm. moment because if they can adopt a belief system that makes them feel good about themselves without ever having to know themselves, that's the easy way out. You know, and the path that you're talking about is self-mastery. It's about feeling everything internally and then understanding what you know about yourself internally and how you apply that, you know, externally. So here's a question for you. Um, Define your own interpretation of beliefs versus knowing. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, for sure. Um, And look, there's a lot in language and I suppose the words that we use. And um, for me, a belief is just your current understand, your current truth. It's your current understanding of the truth. It's temporary at this moment. Um, we confirm those beliefs by acting upon them consistently and they become more ingrained and more deep and, and more automatic in our life and they eventually become at times habits, which is automatic action in my eyes. Now, automatic action, if we're not controlling that, we're being controlled or we're being influenced by others. And, you know, I had a conversation earlier. Someone was saying that the media influence. The media doesn't influence anyone. The media just puts out information. Your ability to be influenced by it is your choice. So those particular things, unless we start to take accountability for that, and let, because the level of misinformation that's out there is because... There's no one keeping anyone accountable. And I don't mean by a police state or someone fact-checking. I mean by individuals being able to discover within themselves a sensory awareness that they can smell and feel bullshit when it comes in that particular moment. They don't need Snopes or some online thing that these guys said it wasn't true, so it's not true. Well, you know, that, that's, that's not a way of, of life. That's not freedom. That's still manipulation on, on the other side because we're not choosing to, to be our own self. So for me, beliefs are, are current, your current truth. For me, I, I have maybe a different um, 
use of the word knowing. I am, um, to me, knowing, and again, this is my, my, my perspective on this, is um, because I, I feel that there's something beyond knowing, which is understanding. So for me, the difference between knowing and understanding is an important distinction in that, that knowing is, yes, it's a sense of what is available, what we're aware of, and something that's coming through us. But it's a potential. Now, we, we, we've got knowledge, which is stagnant, and it's very much just the opinions from the past. It doesn't matter how revered, how brilliant they are, their opinions from the past. They may assist us at this particular point, but to rely upon knowledge is to rely upon other people's opinions at best. Now, yes, there is some amazing knowledge out there. Yes, it can provide us to a direction, but to follow it blindly would be ignorant in my eyes. And just to sorry to interject, I just want to support your thing on knowledge right now. A friend of mine, Alan Shelton, he said, knowledge is like rearranging the check chair, the, the deck chairs on the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but, sorry to interrupt you, buddy, but I just wanted to interject that. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's a convenience to support what I'm now saying rather than a discovery, which requires a lot more courage, I, I would suggest. And it's, I don't believe people are not courageous. It's just with, it's to become a part of the environment rather than creating the environment. I mean, from psychology, we're led to believe that we're a product of our environment, like we've got no choice. I mean, that's one of the most disempowering and crazy ideas that I've heard. We can be influenced by the environment if we choose to, but we're not a product of the environment. We can choose to be, but the environment is a product of us. Times to change that might be difficult, but... That's my, you know, like it's a knowledge is, is amazing. It's the same as history. It's, it's, a, it's a significant distraction. It's got some amazing information. And there's some amazing things that we can discover through that. But it's how do I apply it now? So this is more into me with knowing is what the way I look at. A lot of people have knowing and have a lot of conversations. And knowing to me becomes the conversations that people talk of. And the deep, insightful areas of spirituality, new age thinking and you know, a, a lot of opinion-based perspectives on how things work and why they work. But understanding, to me, is, is something very different, where it is an accountability to action. So it's, okay, I know something and I've got a knowing of it, but my actioning of that, my expression of that in my particular way demonstrates my understanding of it. It's me actually taking that for now. So if I can bring a, a greater clarity to myself to say, well, hey, yes, I have a knowing of that, but you know what? I understand that money is an energy and if I have energy and all this, but I don't have the money I want, well, you know, well, that knowing doesn't sort of work because I know it. But the thing is, I've got to take that knowing and place it into an individual and independent way that's an understanding that is my way of doing it because there's no one way of running a business. There's no one way of getting wealthy. There's no one way of having a relationship or whatever. There, there is just your way. And we've been caught up in this whole idea of society and trying to come together and be nice to each other and do things to be the same at the detriment of our own expression and uniqueness. And that's, um, you know, that's, to me, understanding is about how I action my own wisdom. So understanding is your unique expression of that knowing in the world. Like you take yeah. your understanding and how you express it in the world makes it congruent. Makes you, make, makes it yeah, one and the same. It brings you to life. It, it brings it to absolute. That's beautiful, man. It's really, really beautiful. So yeah, let me no, add. I, 
was just going to say, I saw a lot of people that struggle with so much information and are caught up in maybe the academic model of learning more and more, going to another teacher, reading another book, and, you know, like this burden that they carry of all this information, but because they don't go into understanding and recognise the difference, they then wonder and question, well, what have I learned this from? I'm not getting anywhere. I don't know what I'm doing because I haven't found a way to actually communicate with myself to find out how I would express this in a way that serves me. I'm going to say that that's probably, and correct me if I'm wrong, one of the most significant aspects of your teaching. Because if you can take somebody beyond knowledge into knowing, into understanding, and have them express that understanding, their unique self in the world, that's one powerful dynamic. You're changing somebody's life through that process. That's the, that's the intention. That's our intention and hope. That um, still has to be applied. It still has to be applied and it can, um, you know, it goes to the whole nature of, you know, such a big thing, especially at the moment. People believe in some way that they're broken or that something outside of them is going to have an influence or an impact upon them. But it's a habit. It's not just a virus. It's not just the media. It's not just the government. It's not just the neighbour or the, or the weather or the sun that suddenly got angry and, and wants, to, wants to kill us. It's the very nature of, as individuals, you know, we, we've, got a, we've got a capacity to move past this idea of healing. I, in my eyes, again, it's a word, but I don't agree with healing it because it starts from a broken place. It's, um, it's automatically that once I heal, I have to now, I'm going to heal again and heal again. To me, it's about gaining understanding. So when I am confronted by something that is adverse, challenging or difficult, I can blame or I can complain or I can go to a place of understanding. So sometimes it takes a lot longer. But if I've got a way to navigate that unknown, which is the reason why I believe most people don't go deeper into where they are because they don't know how to. We have all these great ideas and great you know, uh, influences and things that we come across in our life. And eventually, part of the excitement, we go, so how do I do it? So we've, we've, we've now accepted the possibility of doing something, but it always comes down to the how-to. And that's where we as individuals, I believe we deny ourselves because that's when we have to rely upon, oh, this guy's done it before, those people are good at it, go speak to them, go speak to them. The needle in a haystack to find someone that's going to do it the way I want to do it rather than spending less amount of time to come into an understanding of our own self and then ask myself, well, how would I express that? And allow information to come through us that you trust to such a degree that you act upon it, that, um, you know, getting past this concept of healing, because if you're in a state of alignment, this is a, probably a concept for me, is that when you're in a state of alignment, your body doesn't need and can't be impacted by anything outside of it, in my experience, in my observation, right? So if someone has all, any type of condition or disease, it's not a condition or a disease. It is just the recognition that they are out of a particular state of what I would use the word integration. When they're integrated, their body starts healing again. It starts, things start to work and they start to have things happening in their life in a profound way. The challenge that people have is that once that starts working, they get a momentum, they start to stop because they start to lose friends. They start to progress. They start to want to tell people what to do rather than continue on their own journey. And they start to see their own significance and they're not used to that. And 
in that particular way, we find complexities and distractions to slow us down rather than continuing to move forward and have our own level of freedom. And that's, you know, I think friends at times becomes, you know, one of the most endearing qualities of life, but they become also sometimes the most limiting if we don't realise that all these relationships in life, life are temporary. And at any particular time, they can go and be gone, but your friends are the ones that want you to experience the most out of your life, not are worried about them spending a life without you. And that's, you know, that's hard for some people to, I know for myself, I can, I can know that, but geez, understanding that it is a very big difference. But when I allow myself to do it, I, things change immeasurably. And you can't explain that to someone until they've gone through that themselves. And it's a, um, like I was saying before, I wish I could, you know, it's, I suppose it's getting people to the point where they can trust themselves to be able to step into a void and believe that whatever happens out the other side, if they fall over, they're going to be able to get back up. And that's, to me, it's most simple in, in teaching people is not about why the world is here, not what energy does, not anything else, but first of all, that they're going to fall over and they're going to fall over lots. But if I can teach them how to get back up each time, doesn't matter where they fall from, then everything else can be stopped and fearing it, worrying about it. Because what happens if this happens? What happens if that happens? I don't want to do it with that. Well, if it does, you know what to do. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a big step. And if I fall, I know how to get back up. And I think just on the finishing of that is that I, I look at, you know, it's so easy to deny simplicity because simplicity seems like the thing that's most obvious. And when it's taught to you that it's most obvious, it's gone through possibly years of refinement until it's got to that particular point of being simple. But people think because it's simple that it doesn't have much value. So they go into complexities, technologies, sciences, confusion, and simplicity is the highest form of expression. And the ability to be able to, you know, I know with uh, exposing what I do at times, it's, well, I just teach this one thing. But this guy over here, he's teaching these 25 things and it's got the matrix of this, the thing of that, the, and it sounds amazing. It's like, great, that's, that's fine, but you only need to do one thing. And this has come over 20 years of experience to get it down to a point where it is replicatable. And the problem with simplicity for all of us in, in learning, I've found, is the simple point that if it's simple, I'm now accountable to it. I don't have an excuse that I can't do it. I don't have an excuse that it's difficult. You, you know, nailed it. I, I nailed it. Accountable, you know what I mean? And that's um, and I think when people start to see that, they start to take pressure off themselves to realise, oh, well, that's why I've been avoiding. Rather than just automatically going to the point that I'm incapable, I'm useless, or I don't get it, or I'm not enough, or I need more education, or I need more, I need more, I need more. We've got so, so much you never, even if you focused on your life from day dot to the, to the day you stop breathing and never looked at anything outside of you, you'd still not discover everything within. So to even expect to understand ourselves and know all that, you know, it's, it's not the way. It's about playing in that space and coming to understand what you get to experience along the way, however that works out for me. Hey, you know. Jason, um, first of all, the last 10 minutes has been profound. The way you articulated that learning process, you absolutely quantified what you do, in my eyes. 
you were able to articulate that in a certain way to where if somebody can't get that value, you know, then they're just not ready, you know, because, and how you mirror myself, I'm also greatly, I really appreciate it because in trying to figure out how to quantify what I do, because my stuff is so simple, but I'm 61 and I've been working on myself for 30 30 years, you know what I mean? I've taken all that experience and I've encapsulated it, right? And to where it gets results, you know? And it's really simple, but people get profound results in a very quick period of time if they're ready. If they're ready. And and when they come to the table, they eat and they're ready to eat, then they gobble it up, you know what I mean? They gobble it up. And I'm... um, Man, you blow me away with your explanation. You really blew me away um, at the depth of your understanding of uh, that transformational process. And somebody can't express it in that way unless they've actually experienced it and unless they've actually helped other people experience it. You know, so I hope those listening to this can really get what you do. At a, at a deep level, because it is an unknown journey when you sit down with somebody. You can't map it out A to B to C. It's a very intuitive process that you engage with and you allow everything to flow through and it, it takes you someplace, but you have to trust that process. You know, you really mm. have to trust that process. And, um, you know, I've had teachers in almost like a guru disciple relationship. Okay, where I put my complete trust in in, in teachers, um, and when I was younger, and um, you know what, I can say I got my fingers burnt a little bit. You know what I mean? Because you, you just can't hand over everything to that degree. I would say thirty, forty years ago in Eastern philosophy, that was absolutely required in order to exit the matrix. You know what I mean? Because there's so much conditioning that you need that teacher there all the time to help you get beyond. But we have access now. We have the ability to access directly. We don't need teachers. We got mm. the we got the ability to go direct. And yeah. and I can see that's what you do. And so you should be commended for that. Majorly commended because it's very few out there that try to make people independent. And, and, and for those looking to transform and change, you don't know how valuable that is. Mm. That somebody wants to make you independent and not dependent on them. There's, there's no better teacher than the teacher that is seeking to do that. Because everybody else is walking a fine line of padding their bank account, making you dependent, and coming back for more. And I think there's a price to pay for those people. Eventually there's mm. a price to pay, you know? So anyway, I want to, I want to commend you for that. I got a question. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you so much for your, your words. It's um, very humbling. It's, it's good to have someone. Um, yeah. Feel that. It's, um, it means a lot. It means a well, lot. I, I feel the emotion myself. I'm emotional right now. You know what I mean? Because I really resonate with the soul of what you do. And, you know, you talk about beliefs 
and you talk about knowing and understanding. And I believe the beliefs people are caught in their head. They're so disconnected from their soul and their heart. And, and it's, it's like, you got to take the elevator down into the heart and you got to have the courage to feel everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You got to be willing to scrape the sides of the residue and feel every ounce of it to come out on the Mm -hmm. other side. And if you're avoiding any of that, it's going to circle back around. You know, it's like, I've had the experiences I'm sure you had. It's like, man, I thought I already, I thought I already dealt with this relationship stuff or this or that or whatever it may be. But it was the level of consciousness we had at that moment that we thought we resolved it. But then we expand our consciousness and go, oh, guess what? We get to come right back around and, and, and take it deeper, right? But it takes a lot of courage to be on that path. Yeah. You know, it, it's a path of mastery. You know, it's the path yeah. of mastery. And um, so let me ask you, mm. how do you see your work? This is a movement. This is not a class. This is a movement. You created a movement, the quantum movement, right? So where do you see your work moving? How do you anticipate your work impacting the world? Mm. How do you, when, when your vision is complete and they're writing your obituary, what, what are they saying about Jason? Um, to me, it's, um, it's not so much what they'd say about me um, because that, that would go against what, what I'm teaching, but it's, it's about, you know, look, I, I suppose... I went into this like a long time ago with it under the wrong idea because I wasn't secure in myself. You know, I, I probably was seeking attention and, and wanted to be recognized as valuable. And for me, it was important to be seen as helping people. And I came to a particular point where I realized to really be able to do what I want to do, I'm going to be prepared to be hated by people, that I'm going to have to be prepared to not be appreciated and um, if I want to take people really deep and and break them free from the stuff they don't even see that they're holding on to you know I'm going to take them to places where they don't want to and I've lost a lot of friendships along the way from doing that I've lost relationships and that's I've I readied myself some time ago for that um, because I don't, I don't want to be recognized what I want is that people can recognize themselves because to me one of the, the main factors that 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 triggers me still is that when people don't see their own significance, when they see, whenever I get put on a pedestal by student, it doesn't work for me. Whenever um, I'm advocated in some way, because people need to recognize that what they're creating, good or bad, it is theirs. It, It might be through some teaching, but they are the ones that are applying, that are doing, because they can easily just listen and do nothing. And this, what I teach, does nothing unless people apply it. But I know when they apply it, it always works. So for me, I, I wrote down something years ago about, you know, being in, um, you know, on each of the continents and, and having an influence on the way that schooling is done in this particular way, that the kids are first taught to understand themselves before they start taking on anyone else's information, that they have the ability to be able to organise information, you know, like, we're, we're so influenced by, we get an idea 
which is just a distraction in disguise most of the time to please other people rather than like think of the amount of consider people when the amount of ideas people get when they're about to complete something when they're working through a project they're about to complete it suddenly they get all these amazing ideas which takes them away to consistently maintain the habit of not completing things and li living a life where there's so many things to be doing and creating and to be busy with rather than having one thing that I'm doing so that I can now be judged, exposed for this thing that I'm now presenting that people can scrutinize, which a lot of people don't want. So for me, it, it, want... it takes a lot of courage. First of all, they want to see the next shiny object. And also it takes a lot of courage to complete something and be judged on it. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. But, but if we know that ideas, what to do with an idea rather than become reactive to it, then we can, if we can recognize an idea is there to confirm our attention upon what we're doing. And if some ideas are great, if we can write those ideas down, but continue with the path that we're on and we'll get to the idea when, when we give it time, the habit of completion is far more important. It allows us to do things and let them go and we become free. We allow things to come in and move out. We can't be in flow whilst we're holding on to and possessing and accumulating everything just in case we need it one day. So for me, my work, I, I get to a point where people recognise they don't need healing, that they don't need to go to anyone for healing, that the very nature of them coming to themselves is being able to address that. And because when we don't rely upon others for our own health, because health, by mistake, has become some aspiration. I mean, food has become the religion these days. It's, it's replaced, it's, it's, there's different factions of, of food eaters um there's some ceremony ceremony around food people have become icons that cook food you know and the very nature and the pressure that people put themselves under to eat and do things in a particular way this has replaced religion and this very focus on health this is not something that we need to be distracted by and that's what you know what's happening now with this virus is it's that same thing people are wow it's, it's it can affect me i better we don't need to understand that. We need to understand ourselves and get to a point of our own integration so then we can start to create what we want to create. If we become engaged in that, there's going to be nothing that's going to distract us or impact us or affect us. Yes, we're going to have challenges along the way. Yes, we'll do some things wrong. But the very nature of it, if the greater amount of my attention is upon what it is that I'm here to create and the example I then provide to others and I can celebrate them without needing them, we can start to live in a, in a greater space of love. So for me, it's, I, I would want this to be exposed without everyone knowing about it. Like that it is just a part of the process you go through that before you start learning and before you do a modality, before you do an industry, before you do anything, before you start your business, is you have the capacity to be able to take information from around you Take that to a point within you and turn that information into intelligence because you decide and decipher from within you what is relevant to you. Because, and that's the challenge today is there's so much information but there's not much intelligence because people take on all the information because they can't, when it comes to them, that looks great, that could work, that's just what I've been looking for. But then being able to discern within themselves, no, this is not the right person. No, this is not the right path. Two, two things that come into my mind. One that I just want to reflect on. One, when you talk about being, being disliked, uh, uh, being a teacher, being a teacher, man, is, can be one of the most unappreciated positions 
because people will attack their teacher. You know, when a teacher goes too deep before a student's, before somebody's ready, man, that, that reflex mechanism um, can be powerful. You know what I mean? Because they just don't want to, they don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. You, mentioned, you mentioned going into schools and it really sent my antenna up big time, big time, almost like as if that's your reason for being. Because I got to tell you, dude, and I'm not blowing smoke. You've got a depth um, to facilitate something to that degree. And, and listen, we both talked to a lot of people. I talked to a lot of people. Um, you've exhibited a depth to me today. I think it's extraordinarily profound. And you've got a maturity about you that is deep, just, just deep. In, in your knowing, in your knowledge, in your understanding. And when you talked about going into schools and getting people to think for themselves and and that, for some reason, that just came up as a glaring purpose for you. Like what greater, what, what I don't know if anything greater can come out as a contribution to affecting individuals at such a young age, you know? And then... Going back to that intelligence you talked about, you know, I did a post the other day. I said the, the same intelligence that divides our cells blossoms the flower. You know, it's like we're swimming yeah. in that ocean of intelligence. It's absolutely a part of everything we are. And we're one and the mm -hmm. same with it. It's a symbiotic relationship. We are not separate from it. And we got to get people back to understanding their true nature, which is their energetic, multidimensional self, you know? And I say, you know, like this cup right here, let's say the ocean is the universe, right? And if I take this cup and I, I bring this cup out, now that ocean thinks it's the cup. And, and we forget it's the ocean. And we, we think we're the damn cup. And then that cup creates a, per that cup creates a personality, Right, it, it looks a certain way, and and it has a certain education, and it forgets what it is. It forgets it's the right. intelligence itself. Right, right, yeah. and 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 so part of this process, and me, for me, quantum performance is this: quantum mm. reminding people, reminding people of the multi-dimensional nature of who they are. For me, performance is mastering that internal reality. You know what I mean? That equilibrium that keeps us in the place of joy and happiness and remembrance mm -hmm. of that place and transcending this space. You know what I mean? Um, to where we are in that moment. We're, and I said the other day to somebody, I did a post the other day on this. It just, it came to me, it was like, how do you explain water to a fish? The fish is swimming in the water. It's completely dependent on it for sustenance, but it can't see it. And the same thing with this biosphere we live in. We are living in this biosphere. We're inter interchanged. It's like water to the fish, you know? And we got to remind people, right? We got to remind people who they really are, yeah. you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So, I think it's, it's really, I really felt what you're saying. It has come up a couple of times and it, it shows the 
clarity of your own capacities as well. Like the, the, the thing is with the schools that it's come up a lot and it's a big part of what I'm doing now is um, is we have, we have a number of programs, but it's it's some people that have had this client before that are now coming through to take on you know the, the whole teachings and and share them in the way that they can be. But you know, in the background of my awareness is always and what I'd love to do as a kid. And to be honest, I got diverted from that because I wanted to be. I thought it was more prosperous, you know years ago to be around adults and business because I also very much love the entrepreneurial side of things. And, but look, I just hearing you saying that about kids and that is without doubt the, you know, the very nature of the next generation is not about what they're taught in schools, but how they interpret the information. So no matter what comes in their life, no matter how good or bad people are, no matter what the president says or doesn't say or what their factions are or where they're from, if an individual has the capacity to be able to discern, we don't have things that we keep complaining about because people don't tolerate, they don't put attention into it because, you know, this is a, like, it's like corporations, you know, we can complain about how they exist and the power that they have, but they exist because we're not following our own ideas to create our own businesses, but we're continuing to buy into someone else's idea and supporting theirs and going there and getting paid because we're worried about the bills each week rather than, Life. We we got a lot more to talk about, dude. I've been telling you, um, outside of this podcast, we got a lot to talk about. So one of the things I want to inspire you to is is on is on with the schools. And I gotta tell you, so we know the financial system, the medical system, and the educational system are controlled by pretty much the same source. Okay? Pretty much controlled. Uh, uh, if we go back to who created the financial system. They created the medical system. They're also behind the educational system. The time, this is no greater time. No greater time for you because a wedge is being created in consciousness right now. Those systems are breaking down right before our eyes. So if there was ever a time that was right, it's now to create a wedge, to get into those systems, because the financial system is going to eventually change when people wake up and they understand how the central banking system is controlled. The, the education system is going, to, is, is going to become more holistic when people come find out that pharmaceutical and education play hand in hand um, and just for, for, for profit. And, and the uh, educational system is really designed for people to remember and forget who they really are. You know what I mean? And it's, it all comes from a source that is behind it for hundreds of years, if not longer. Okay. And um, so with this breaking down of the systems right now, what you have to offer on an educational basis is profound. Absolutely profound. Thank you. That's my two cents. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's, um, I think it's, I don't know. It, clarifies week week after week and day after day but it's um it's not without its challenges it's, it's um and for me that that very independence of individuals i mean i hear words of sovereignty and um you know they, these are concepts i think again people put too much pressure on themselves sovereignty would be a great thing for us all to establish but we've got to get out of our own way first rather than trying to afflict and go you know like a superhero 
to the to the top of the tree, we, we've got to be prepared to walk and, and clumsily forward for a period of time to do that. And that's, you know, I like a lot of the things you're saying with the, the, the systems that are there, they're, they're there. But I look at it in this way as well, that it's the complexity and the contrived nature that they've become that is perfect for the fitness of someone else to have to rise to, to, to navigate through that. And that's, to me, you know, there, there's a, our success is determined by how we navigate the very thing that, that holds us back. And I would say, I was in, a, I'm in Australia now, but I've come back to be close to my, my son. But I, I found myself starting to complain about the Australian taxation system and the overbearance of it and just the mess that it had become. And it was, I thought they would take having a lend of me. So I noticed myself complaining about it. So I thought, I've got to stop complaining. I, I'm, I now, if I don't like it here, go. So I, I did. And it, my intention, I was in, in New Zealand and then on my way to Singapore and America. But with all the travel restrictions at the moment, it's kind of worked perfect to, to elevate a, a range of different things. But the thing is, all of the systems that are there, it's, it's not hard to find and see why they're there. But would you, in those positions, deny yourself of doing it? Maybe they'd be done differently. Maybe there'd be a different way. But the thing is, what we've got to be careful of, I believe, that if you undo a system or a tyranny that exists, what do you replace it with? And the thing is, until we can have independence within individuals, we are going to be continually finding a void where someone else comes in and leaves because people are not prepared to make decisions for themselves because they're fearful of how their decisions are going to impact others. And to me, that's it's the same, you know, it's the nature of love that we've got to be prepared to accept our differences because what actually really turns you on about another person is not whether they're the same as you, but whether they're different to you. And the fact that you can accept that difference is what love is. It's, it's not, you know, like uh, we, we dress the same, we work the same, we talk the same, we like the same things. That is the ignorance of a relationship. That's the thing that if you stop there, we never actually get to see the depth. But I know from my own experience that the ability that someone has to come to me and point at me and tell me how much of an asshole I am and where it is that I'm falling over, where I'm leading myself down and do so from a point of love because I'm not hearing it myself. I've become caught up in my own world and ignorance that they can say that to me that then that's where real love is. It's in, you know, a relationship. Tell you the truth. In yeah. yeah, yeah only the people that care about you will tell you the truth. Right. Absolutely. And you know, Compassion and common ground are going to be the operative words in, in what mm. we're, how we're moving into this new world. That's an absolute must. So, Jason, let me ask you, for those that um, would love to participate with you, whether it's participating in the educational system in Australia or wherever you may be, or one-on-one or -on -one coaching, how do they get in touch with you? Um. Thanks for asking. At this stage, it's probably best through, um, we've just started a, a public facing page called the Quantum Movement. It's on Facebook. Um, I think it's Facebook slash the Quantum Movement. But we've just started to post some things on there. We, we um, are starting to build a bit of a community, get, get a bit of an idea of what it is that we do and starting to offer um, programs that we've been refining and delivering for years. So. We've got, you know, we have 
three key programs and you know they very much are about learning how to take responsibility for yourself but these we, we don't teach much theory you know like I, I can talk underwater at the best of times now and I, I'm making up for the, all the years of my youth but the thing is um, we focused upon application so we teach people how to do things and let them have the experience and let them create the theory we're not here to tell them about why the world's here, how it works, what a soul is. That's not our intention. It's not our business. That's for you to work out from yourself. But initially, we work with people to first come to a recognition that chaos is a part of your life. And not until you can become at ease with the chaos around you, still see the chaos, but not be reactive to it, but observe it and then go, yeah, well, that's not good. That's not great. But I'm going to make a choice now because I'm not angry i'm not affected i'm not reactive i'm not pissed off that that person did this this happened and then i maintain that because i don't get to the point of being at ease to make a decision so we um we've got some very much entry level we're starting something in the next week and a half which is very much about just exposing to people a very basic practice that is quite powerful and it does have a responsibility um, for them to do so but we teach that we have a sharing groups called the connection which is run by um amazing lady stacy that we that work together um and that's all about people coming together and on the basis of an energetic structure and it's something that we teach is until we can see and and understand the energetic structures that are around us that influence us because like like anything we go into we feel an influence around a culture around a location they all have energetic structures and if we don't understand how to work with those and utilize those we cannot become beyond the influence of those so it's our own when, when we are influenced by something else it's because our energetic structure is more refined more clarified than what our own is so if we don't stand for anything we are going to be influenced by this so we teach that and that's a big part of you know learning to express yourself and like we were saying before, speak the truth is not about the ability to speak. It's the ability to be able to hear that and the ability to be able to, as an individual, sit and observe someone say something that could be dark, could be, you know, traumatic. It, it's, it's our ability in our own life to be able to release those things that we have been judged by internally and silently for years. You know, to, there's nothing wrong with the thought that I want to kill myself unless you don't let go of it. If you hold on to it, it's, it's there and it becomes a reality because it just comes out and it's, I have to get at it because it's, it's like a record playing in my head. And I eventually, any lie for a long period of time, as we know, will be considered the truth. So the, a lot of what we teach is about letting go of that and enjoying what already exists beyond the illusion that we've created. And then beyond that, we have something called becoming your authority. And that's, that requires an investment and that's... Um, something that's over a year long process. We're about 12 weeks to 18 weeks away at the moment from the next intake of that. And that is 26 weeks of learning and 26 weeks of application. And then you're off to do your life. It's wow. not a, as I said, it's not about a community and, and um, hanging around. It's, you know, we're, we're still here, but this is a real nature of that is to go and actually create and expose yourself. So, they're the three things that we mainly focus on. We do many others, but at the moment, it's um, as we're going out to more public space, um, 
we start with a present moment, which is a, you know, a starting point and, and something that anyone can do and then move that way through. And it's very much focused, Ron, about the conditions don't need to be a particular way. Your education doesn't need it to be a particular level. It's teaching people to use what they've already got and how to actually do that without, you know, a need for a deep level of recognition or understanding of theories, philosophies, but to start to create your own. So it's, um, I'll say this, it's extremely <coughs> beautiful. But just to, the, just to the extent that it causes people to look at things in a different way and, and start to live a different way. Beautiful. Jason, I really enjoyed talking to you today, buddy. I've, I've really, uh, yeah, it's been awesome. It's been awesome to, to have you express yourself. And, man, you're a, you're a force to be reckoned with. And, I, and I'm not trying to – I know you're a humble guy and you don't want that attention, but you really, really are. And um, uh, I, I just love the opportunity to support your work. You know what I mean? That, that's what this is about. So um, any, any words of wisdom you want to leave before we end? Uh, nothing much more than thank you. I'm um, look. I'm really honoured to. Um, I've I've been doing this for a lot of years, and it's there's. I suppose at times there's a lot of blank looks. There's a lot of wonder as far as what I'm actually talking about. You know, especially in earlier years, and it's it's been over the last part of this journey, the last five to eight years, where it started to crystallise a lot more, and um, it's given me an amazing experience. But to to have someone like yourself. Um, which I know you're not exposing a lot even of your own, but just to be able the questions you're asking says so much about the space that you hold and um, what you're creating as well. And I'd love to know more about that too. That's, um, I would, um, there's only, the only thing that, I mean, I always feel that just one thing is that, and what's coming to me is too many people are looking for things that feel good in order to be a, a directive for the path they should take. Growth is about going to somewhere that's unfamiliar. You cannot grow from doing the same thing over and over again. That, that's what we call boredom. That's what we call, you know, the, the lack of life. But to be able to recognise within our own selves such a strong foundation that we can go into the unknown and to recognise that the unknown, uh, unfamiliar space is going to be, at first, a challenge. It's going to be painful and it's going to bring up things that don't feel good. That's where the real growth happens. And I would say, you know, for everyone, it requires a level of courage that we don't currently have, but we've got to decide to move into. It's always waiting patiently, but um, don't always be caught up in just what feels good. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, buddy. Jason, Jason Reynolds with the Quantum Movement, thank you for sharing your time and your wisdom. And I'm Ron Ariel. This has been the Journey to Awakening podcast, and we'll see you on the other side.